Hello and welcome to Smart TV. I'm David Butcher. I write about television for Radio Times. And here I pick some of the best stuff coming up that's worth watching. Last week we were a bit light on new dramas, I'm afraid. I'm glad to say this week we're fine. Plenty of good new stuff. We're almost into the Christmas bonanza time. In fact, we'll be doing a special episode of the podcast on that in a couple of weeks, and I'll talk more about that at the end of this episode. But first, I'm going to answer the question I always get asked at social occasions, what's good to watch right now? Pass that bottle of Twiglets and I'll tell you. The first drama I want to flag up is called I Am Ruth and it's on Thursday on Channel 4. All you really need to know about it is that Kate Winslet's in it, so it's worth watching. She's always worth watching. She's always good. She's very good at picking her projects, always, particularly on TV. Her last TV series was, of course, Mayor of Easttown, which is wonderful, won loads of awards. This is a very different kind of thing. The premise is it's about a British woman, middle-class, single mother, played by Winslet, and her teenage kids. Her son has just gone off to university, and so Ruth, Kate Winslet's character, is now living in the family home with her 17-year-old daughter, Freya, who is slipping away from her. Freya is played by Mia Threepleton, who is Winslet's real-life daughter, which kind of adds an extra layer to things. It's a story about teenage mental health, because... Freya is very anxious and depressed and withdrawn and seems to be maybe too immersed in social media and her image there. But mainly the story is about Ruth, the mother, and how she responds to that. And I think as any parent who's ever had teenage children knows, it's easy to get that wrong. You say the wrong thing, you feel you've completely alienated your child or the wrong end of the stick. And here, all the agony of that on both sides gets played out in a very immersive, claustrophobic kind of way. So we're right in the midst of the story with the camera kind of inches from the faces of the characters and tracking them around the house. So it feels like you're in their lives rather than just watching them. It's extraordinary. As you can probably gather, it's not an easy watch, but it's absolutely gripping, very moving performances from both the leads. I can't imagine what it would be like doing a story this traumatic and acting it with your daughter or your mother, but they're incredible. Um, I would say you probably maybe don't want to watch this with adverts interrupting every 20 minutes. So I'd say record it and then start watching half an hour later or something so you're behind the kind of live thing and you can fast forward through the ad breaks. So that's I Love Ruth. It's on Thursday on Channel 4. It'll be up for BAFTAs, I'm sure, and probably win them later in the year. You may have noticed that there's a new streaming platform in town, kind of. What used to be ITV Hub has relaunched as ITVX with a new look and sort of new technology behind it and some good new programmes, as well as all the catch-up stuff. One of the new programmes is a spy drama called A Spy Among Friends, which is available from next Thursday, that's the 8th of December. It's a very classy version of the Kim Philby story, the British spy who's finally exposed as a KGB agent in 1963 after decades, years of passing secrets to the Soviets. It's a true story, obviously, but it's adapted from a book by Ben McIntyre about the whole affair, as was SAS Rogue Heroes, of course, recently on BBC One. So I thought this could have been called SIS Rogue Spies, 
But actually, this has a very different feel to it. The mood here is much more kind of about sadness and regret because Philby betrayed a lot of close friends and hoodwinked them for years. Uh, and one of those, uh, a guy called Nicholas Elliott, is played here by Damien Lewis. Guy Pearce plays Kim Philby, obviously big names, great actors. And they, between them, get a really good sense of old-school British establishment matiness between them, which, of course, then wounds Elliot, the Damien Lewis character, very deeply when, when Philby is unmasked. Uh, there's also Anna Maxwell-Martins in it. She's excellent as this lethal investigator who has to question Elliot uh, about whether he was actually in cahoots with Philby to try and find out. It's got a great atmosphere. There's a nice elegiac feeling to it. It's not quite le carré, but it's very much in that ballpark. So that's A Spy Among Friends. That's on ITVX from Thursday. While we're talking about spy dramas, last week I was recommending that sci-fi sitcom Avenue 5 with Hugh Laurie. This week, the second series of Slow Horses lands on Apple TV, the lovely, shabby London spy drama with Gary Oldman. What's the connection between Avenue 5 and Slow Horses? Well, in both cases, the main writer is a guy called Will Smith, not the Oscars one, the British comedy writer one. He wrote for things like The Thick of It and Veep. His background is in that Armando Iannucci comedy, and that's why Slow Horses has the nice black comedy edge to it, lots of sarcastic dialogue and cynical characters, played by top-notch people like Gary Oldman and Saskia Reeves, and Christian Scott Thomas and Freddie Fox as well. Everyone's good. It's a spy story, not quite a spy thriller. That would be overstating it a lot of the time, but with more squalor than you get in most spy stories and lots of slightly rubbish down-at-heel London locations. It's, it's In a word, it's quite scuzzy, but it's great. And if you watch the first season of this, you won't need any encouragement for me to come back and watch the second. It's available from today, Friday, the day this podcast comes out. And then... It comes out one episode a week, just like old school telly, so you can't binge it. But you can binge the first season if you missed it, and you really should if you've got Apple TV+. Plus. So that's Slow Horses on Apple TV Plus now. So that's three hot dramas to look forward to, and there are more to come later on. But first, how about some light relief? Well, there's a new sitcom on Sky Comedy called Rosie Malloy Gives Up Everything. That's on Wednesday on Sky Comedy. And it's really good fun. It stars Sheridan Smith as the Rosie in the title. She is a woman who realises that her slightly wild party lifestyle is great, but it's out of control. And she has a whole string of addictions, alcohol, chocolate, pills, cocaine, smoking, all kinds of things. When she messes up her brother's wedding she realises that all these addictions are out of control and they're interfering with her, with her friendships and her family and her work. So she decides she's going to give them all up. And the brilliance of the show is that it's very good at showing us all the wild fun and frolics of the parching, but it also knows where that can lead and where the problems are and what the, the problems may be that Rosie is sort of self-medicating to get away from or to fill a void or whatever. And Sheridan Smith is on full power as this roistering, extrovert, boozy, druggy character. There's one scene where she downs a bottle of wine in one, just glugs it down. I assume it was actually apple juice, in fact, but you can believe it was real in her performance. She's so full on and Sheridan Smith gives a brilliant performance and that could 
paper over the cracks if it was a mediocre script and they'd get away with it. But it doesn't have to because it's a really good gutsy script by a writer called Susan Nixon. Uh, the supporting cast is excellent too, including Ardlo Hanlon plays her dad and Pauline McLean as her mum. So they're they're great together and it's kind of a Father Ted reunion. So it's well worth a look. It's Rosie Malloy gives up everything. It's on Wednesday on Sky Comedy and Sky Showcase as well. A couple of returning comedies. One I could have mentioned last week, but it kind of snuck under the radar. There's a third series of Staged Out, the actory comedy where David Tennant and Michael Sheen play themselves or play kind of exaggerated versions of themselves as if they were prickly mates who had to collaborate on something, but their egos keep getting in the way. It was a real pandemic hit because it found a way to make a virtue of the story all being based on Zoom calls, and that struck a chord at the time. And also they're both fabulous comic actors and we know they have a wonderful chemistry together. In the new series, they're supposed to be doing a radio production, but the usual problems flare up. The crucial thing you need to know is that it's not on BBC anymore. This series is only available on BritBox. It's on there now. Also returning on BBC Two is a slightly niche factual comedy, but a special one, I think, called How To with John Wilson. If you've never seen it before and you like left-field quirky things, definitely take a look at this. It's little half-hour documentaries about the weird fringes of America, but all filtered through the street life of New York City. And amazing observational filming. John Wilson, he's like a sort of magpie who goes around collecting little tiny surreal moments on pavements and in shops and so on. It's hard to describe. It's quite trippy at times. It's scheduled late on Friday nights in Double Bills on BBC Two. And as post-pub fare, it's perfect. It probably goes okay with other intoxicants too i imagine it's that kind of telly so that's series two of how to with john wilson that starts tonight friday on bbc two okay another new drama i promised last week i'd talk about willow which is available on disney plus now and to be honest i wasn't expecting to love it it's it's another fantasy saga um, and I sort of feel we've had House of the Dragon, we've had Rings of Power, we've had a lot of fantasy stuff lately, but this is a bit different. It's a lot less po face than either of those things. It's got a bit of wit to it and cheekiness. It's based on, it's kind of a sequel to the 1988 film with Warwick Davis, who's, he's back in this sequel, obviously his character's aged quite a bit, and it's a quest story. I won't go into all the details. It's quite complicated. It's quite female-led. It's got strong women characters. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it takes itself seriously enough so we care what happens. And crucially, it has fun with all the medieval-type swords and sorcery in the way that House of the Dragon and Rings of Power just didn't for me. So that's Willow. That's available on Disney Plus now. Time for my documentary pick of the week. hundred years ago, in 1922, the Soviet Union came together. This was after the Russian Revolution and the Civil War, and then Russia and a group of other republics formed the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics with Lenin in charge. And what started seemingly in quite an unpromising way became, within a generation, a global superpower, for better or worse. But that's a story we don't hear much about, and it's told 
fascinatingly in a new series on PBS America called The Soviet Union 100th Anniversary 1922. It's on Monday on PBS America. And it reminded me of the Radio 4 series In Our Time with Melvin Bragg, if you ever listened to that, because they've done it very simply. All they've done really is get a handful of historians and academics and get them to talk through the story of how the Soviet Union was founded and how it developed and so on. And they do that very intelligently with lots of interesting insights and good details, but also broad sweeping judgments about stuff that they're qualified to make. But on Radio 4, you don't get the pictures as well. And here there's plenty of weird old footage and photos, stills too. So it's a top-notch, no-frills history doc. Slightly cumbersome title, The Soviet Union, 100th anniversary, 1922, on Monday on PBS America. Finally, I should just say, if you're starting to think about Christmas food, get in the mood with Jamie's Easy Christmas on Tuesday on Channel 4. Watching Jamie Oliver, I think, is always great for ideas and clever little tricks he does. I think he's just the best at that kind of stuff. Watching him always makes me want to cook something. He's very energising. He makes it all look easy, which is what you want from a TV chef. So Jamie's Easy Christmas on Tuesday on Channel 4 if you're looking for inspiration. Finally, my one to miss this week. I always highlight something that I think you needn't bother with. This week, it's a new crime drama on BBC One called Granite Harbour. There's nothing horribly wrong with it. But it does feel like a daytime drama or a student film or something, and it's not. It's in peak time. It's hard to pin down sometimes why a drama doesn't quite feel fully formed. It's just something that the characters don't quite make sense. The dialogue feels a bit forced. Nothing quite rings true, and that's the case here. The premise is it's a fish-out-of-water thing about a, a military policeman who, for some reason, then becomes a rookie detective in Aberdeen. It's not awful by any means but it's not great it's all on iPlayer already I'd say leave it there and that's the lot for this week thanks very much for listening we'll be back with more recommendations in the next episode next Friday it might be someone else doing the honours at the microphone while I frantically work on the Christmas double issue of Radio Times which is coming to a newsagent near you very soon and on 16th of December here we'll have bumper episode where we'll be running through our pick of the Christmas TV in a sort of round table version of Smart TV and I hope you can join us then. So until next time, bye for now and happy viewing. <laughs>